0: Hello and welcome to Simply Walk the Talk.
1: Making sense of the health and fitness world one conversation at a time.
0: My name is Josh Holland.
1: And I'm Grace Nussle. Hey Josh.
0: What's happening? How you doing Grace? I am so good. How are you? I'm quite well. It is a wonderful day. We just had our first snow in New York City over the weekend and um, that's the great news because I think everybody has these like this upbeat attitude and even though it's cold and kind of mucky out it's still been kind of nice so yeah living in that
1: (laughs) that's magic actually funnily enough we've had our first snow this weekend um, which is actually quite unusual for London we don't really get snow but I remember when it first snowed, well, it snowed for me for the first time in New York last year. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And then like three days into the snow, I was like, okay, I'm ready for this to be over. I'm really, really cold.
0: Yes, yes, of course. It It is quite funny because uh, I think it just lent itself to be the perfect storm, lack for a better term, but perfect storm for tourists to be here, the first snow, and also kind of like the the tree lighting, lighting, Rockefeller Center thing. And it was just everything happened at once. So people were mind blown. (laughs) It's like beautiful snow. The tree is up, a lot of people around. Um, And I I just kind of soaked it up by staying in. I got a lot of reading done. Um, I did some working out at home, I had some photo shoots that I did last week and over the weekend. So that kind of kept me hunkered down, if you will, because I knew I didn't want to be out doing too much because then I would probably eat things I shouldn't be eating and whatnot. (laughs) But yeah, I think it worked out really well. I'm excited for my new images to come out. I sent you a couple, like a a snippet, right?
1: Yeah, they looked very cool. I'm very excited to see the full (laughs) spectrum of them. Yeah, Um, That's great. I mean, the holiday season in New York is like nowhere else it's so special and magic i'm very
0: jealous (laughs) well you can you can you can live vicariously through us right social media and whatnot
1: (laughs) yeah through people's instagram stories
0: yeah i know it's not (laughs) quite the same but it's close (laughs)
1: yeah because i mean snow in the state snow in new york anyway is very different to what snow in london is like because when i say we had some snow it's, you know, like a light powdering falling down. It's nothing like six inches that occasionally happens in the, in New York. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. And I can't believe the end of the year has kind of crept up on us, um, which is one of the inspirations for this week's episode, I guess, since we're reaching the end of December.
0: That's right. Yeah, nice little segue there. I think it's... Um it's pretty cool before the show started now we we discussed that it's been we've been posting for about eight months right and um i think this is the perfect time to kind of recap everything even though this is not necessarily end of the year episode but i think it's still a good time to kind of go over what what we've been thinking and um and and maybe we're going to discuss so that the listeners can understand what we're what what this episode is about but we're going to discuss basically ways that we've enhanced our quality of life and different things that we've tried and maybe succeeded in or in, or we failed in. And hopefully that carries over into maybe some other listeners trying the same things and trying to enhance their quality of life.
1: Absolutely, I think it's a very reflective time of the year. Um, and while I'm not necessarily looking immediately ahead to 2018, I'm definitely kind of looking back and. Uh, reminiscing about what's happened this year because it's been a it's been a big year for everyone. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, for good and for bad, but I think it's really important to kind of focus on the positives and see what we've learned, um, and how we've changed as people.
0: Absolutely. So if I have to start uh, with with thinking how how to structure this, I, w- I would first start by saying, I think us meeting sort of at the beginning of 2017 was a pinnacle moment for me at least in the fact that when you and I met, I was sort of in limbo trying to figure out ways to either finally get my book off the ground and started. And I also thought maybe starting a podcast would kind of help me to get the ball rolling. So I wasn't sure whether to start by writing a book or to start by doing a podcast. And ultimately, we just kind of decided once I met you, it was like, well, why don't we just start a podcast? It seems the most immediate thing. And worst case scenario, we can just dump it if if it doesn't do well, right? <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, we ended up posting the first one that we didn't even we weren't even sure if it was gonna if it was gonna go well. And it, I think it has. Uh, we have a pretty good following, and and um, I definitely have seen some growth because of that. And, and what, what about you? What are the first things you think of when it comes to the beginning of the year?
1: Oh, gosh. I think the beginning of the year was an interesting one for me. I'd been living in New York for three months at that point, mm-hmm. and I think I kind of settled in a bit. Um, I don't know. I, I, I found New York very lonely to begin with, so I guess meeting you was really a really positive aspect of my life. Um, Around January, my family had just come to visit for Christmas, so that was really lovely and that kind of had given me a bit of buoyancy, I guess, in my mood. Um, But yeah, I think I was unemployed, at least, you know, full-time employment, so I think having this project to work on and having something to focus on other than finishing nine seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer (laughs) (laughs) was a really, really lovely start to the year um and I yeah I remember meeting you and I I mean we've talked about this in our early episodes but it was great I think we hit it off immediately um and I don't know we just kind of linked up really quickly which was nice um like we were just so enthusiastic about the project and coming up with all these ideas of how we were going to do it um and even though neither of us had ever podcasted before (laughs) um yeah it was kind of like just diving in the deep end It was cool. It was a really good start to the end.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, And it's it's nice because, like you said, I think even for me, I would have been... I think I would have pulled my hair out, which I have plenty of to do at this point, but I would have pulled my hair out on tour if I didn't have something else to do with all my spare time because I I may have mentioned this a few times before in, in earlier episodes, but... Being on tour for me was something that kind of came about after we started the podcast, and I was a little worried at first because I was like, "Well, we're making traction, and what are we gonna do now that I'm gonna be on the road?" And then we we both kind of just—I think we said it at the same time—it was like, "But we can take the microphones. I can take the microphone on the road. Like, we can still podcast even though we're not in the same place." So that was fun, and it, it kept me on my toes, so to speak, because there'd be times when I still wanted to or needed to document things or at least file them in my brain so that I could spew them out once we get on the mic, you know. So Mm. leading up into, I would say, later in the spring, when it was time for me to go on tour, I was just so thrilled and so excited to kind of continue doing more of these things. And that had been a different, that was like a shift in my career because it gave me something else to focus on other than one-on-one personal training all the time, that's all I do. And I could finally kind of call myself a podcast host and I thought, man, that's, <laughs> that's really cool. And then, of course, when you hear people that you respect along the way, whether it be at the gym or in the streets of New York City or people messaging me on WhatsApp, people saying, hey, listen, keep up what you're doing because we really are learning some valuable information. And that just that just fueled the flame for me, so it was really fun.
1: That's incredible. And I guess since the topic really, other than being retrospective is kind of thinking about our quality of life, and the, um, the, the tour that you went on obviously was a huge part of your year. Do you mind talking a bit more about what your quality of life was before the tour?
0: Yeah, great, great, great point, great question. Um, it was, I think at the beginning of the year, before I even knew that I was gonna be going on tour, I was at a point in my career that I kind of, I think was starting to just go through the motions and I didn't even realize how uh, spent I was or how many directions I was being pulled in. And, and I feel like it was, it was all kind of a blur. And then the the thought of even adding on a podcast on top of that was just like, what? I mean, looking back on it, I'm thinking, what was I doing? But I'm actually <laughs> glad that I did that because once the tour came about, I knew that there was gonna be a certain amount of free time and downtime, or I should call it me time. And because let's face it, I'm on the tour, traveling around the world, in and out of planes, in hotels, by myself, literally doing a lot of walking around, exploring different cities by myself. But because I'm a very independent person, it actually enhanced my quality of life. It's what allowed me to think more clearly, to focus on what I'm actually doing. I could research things more, I could read more, and I could test a lot of things better so that whenever talking to you and talking to our listeners, so to speak, it was easier for me to recall all these things. And I just think, that, and you may have experienced this as well, Grace, but I think that I'm a more calm person. And it wasn't that I was not calm, but I was just pulled in so many different directions that it was hard for me to focus on one thing at a time. And I think that was spurred about or came about because I was having to train client after client after client. Sometimes I was doing 12 sessions a day and most of my sessions are for an hour. Can you imagine that? And... It's like, why why do that? Well, we know living in New York City is very expensive, but training session after session after session only to just pay my rent, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the things I really remember about that time it was kind of like <laughs> we'd see each other every week and we'd catch up before we'd record or we'd go and have a meeting and have some food and I'd ask you about your week and you were just like, oh man, it was nuts. <laughs> and like It was like that every single week and I was just amazed at how much you were fitting in because it was just like you were running around all of New York City just constantly and it seemed like it seemed exhausting.
0: It, Grace, to be honest with you, I didn't even tell you half of what was really going on. <laughs> so you're, you're 100% right in that you you noticed it, but I was, I think I did a somewhat decent job in hiding a lot of it, but you're right. I mean, when I looked back on my stress levels and because, you know, I'm able to test my biomarkers and whatnot, my stress levels were out of control and it wasn't even because I was working out. In fact, I started working out more while on tour, which is part of that enhancement of a quality of life because I actually had the time to sleep, which is also very important. And then knowing how I sort of live my life. If I can sleep and recover well, that means I'm more available and ready to train and I can train hard. And then if I'm in a more calm state of being, then I make better decisions when it comes to eating. And so now I'm like, I'm down to, I checked the other day, I'm down to 187 pounds, which for a long time, I was just kind of wanting to break 190 and and for me, it was just a kind of like a a lofty goal. I wasn't really st- stressed about it. But whenever I saw the scale at 187, sometimes 185, I'm like, wow, this is nice. And I've kept my muscle mass too. So some people think I've gotten bigger, but I've certainly gotten leaner. And they're kind of like, how does that happen? <laughs> mm. You know? So it's been fun. Um, and then if I maybe switch the tables and put it back on you, I recall... You at that at the same time, I think we both were kind of battling some stressful moments because you were dealing with a job that you weren't happy with, and so maybe you can expand upon that a little bit more.
1: Sure. So I guess by February, this must have been around February. Um, I had to. I was in a situation where I had to accept a job offer because my visa situation, the way my visa worked, was that I had to find a job within a certain time frame, otherwise I'd have to leave the United States, Um, and the kind of jobs that I was able to do legally, um, (laughs) to to be perfectly honest, the types of jobs I could do legally were quite restricted as well, they had to be based somewhat in the skills I'd learned in my degree, um, which was history and (laughs) archaeology, which is quite restrictive. Um, so I had to accept this job, and I really wasn't enthusiastic about it. It was in an office that had no windows. Um, there were two or three other people working there. And it was very, very mundane work that I just didn't enjoy. Um, and I was also, I was stressed about money as well, because it wasn't the pay that I wanted it to be. Um, but that's a fact of life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was really stressful. I hated it, and also it made me appreciate the fact that I can't live without windows <laughs> I don't think anyone can work in a box essentially so that was quite a stressful period so again it kind of reaffirmed of um, how much I was enjoying this project because you know I love being creative and I love doing something for myself so this felt like finally my creative skills were being used for something I wanted to do instead of the kind of soulless creative work I had to do for my job so, yeah, that was kind of it at the time. And I guess that was the kind of start of when I started taking my personal fitness um, a lot more seriously. Um, I'd kind of been half-assing it in the run-up to Christmas. Um, I'd been going to like kickboxing classes and I just started like taking control of my diet, but I hadn't really, like, you know, started making the big changes that I needed to. Um, so, I think this was a good kind of moment that kickstarted that, which was great. But I think like both of our experiences at the beginning of the year are like kind of universal for a lot of people, like, you know, it's something like the, the busyness that you've experienced is something that I'm very familiar with from my time at college. Like I was a member of five committees for different student societies and I was doing like 60 hours week, 60 hour weeks of extracurricular activities. So I was not sleeping or exercising or eating healthily. Um, and you kind of get in that framework when you're overcommitted to things, whether that's like with work or fitness or anything else. Um, and you just you become used to being busy all the time. Yeah. And it's kind of a bit, it becomes an addiction almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's only when you break that cycle and take a step back and stop that you realize how unhealthy
0: that all is. I completely agree, um, and it's almost kind of like you you feel guilty. F- once you get into that, that vicious cycle, you almost feel guilty for not being busy. <clears throat> and I certainly felt like that because there was plenty of people, and there still are to this day, but there's plenty of people around me that, that maybe are struggling for, to make money and for ends, to, to make ends meet or don't have the luxury to be able to turn down clients and things like that. So a part of me felt guilty for, for not just being busy all the time. And then I decided, like, why? Uh, you know so i think once i finally went on tour jump sort of jumping ahead through all this but yeah. when i went on tour and i actually paid attention to how i felt and how some of my people the people that i was speaking with responded to me in fact uh i call him uncle mike but mike bay when he would come in and, and, and visit me on tour every time he would visit me at different stops he'd be like dude i've I don't think I've ever seen you as as happy and and, and you're looking good and you're in, in in really great shape. Of course, he's always thought I've been in great shape, but he just noticed a different shift and he's like, "Dude, you're kind of reinventing yourself." And he was like, "It must be the energy of the people that you're surrounding yourself with." And I go, "Well, that certainly could be the case, but I think if nothing else, I've just enhanced my quality of life." And uh, and so he was asking me what I've what I've have I been doing, just eating better, sleeping more. Uh, researching more and all these things. So uh, I hope this is a a point that people can kind of say, listen, we need to take care of ourselves first. If you if you recall those messages they give us on the airplanes when they say, if an oxygen mask comes down, please put it on yourself first before you put it on anyone else. And that's so mm. that we can take care of ourselves first so that we can be better able to take care of anyone else, right? So that's such a good analogy yeah Yeah. so I I kind of thought that analogy was perfect for me in my life it's like how can I really really help my clients and recall all this information that I work hard to study and research if I can't be less stressed and 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 feeling good myself Mm -hmm. so um, I decided once I got back to New York City and I'm on break from the tour that I would try to limit my the sessions that I take, not because I don't like working with people because I do, but I just wanted to be able to do more things. So obviously I love playing basketball every week and I used to think it was a cool thing to play on Mondays at noon. Now I'm playing Mondays and Thursdays. So that's doing two things for me. One, that's allowing me to have more activeness in my life. Two, it's just helping me to be more playful, which is pillar number four, right? Being active and more mm-hmm. playful. And it just puts a big smile on my face, leaving the gym all sweaty and taking a shower. And I I mean, I just feel amazing after I leave the gym. So why just do that once a week when I can do that twice a week? (laughs) Right. So that's one little simple thing that I did. And then I also told myself, Josh, you don't need like financially. Thankfully, I was able to save some money while being on tour. But Josh, you don't need to take a nine or 10 sessions a day, why don't you just take four or five sessions a day? So that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm taking four and no more than five sessions a day, and that's allowing me to, to just relax and get walk slower <laughs> to each session or take a break and breathe and drink some water before you go into mm. your next session, so.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important because ultimately you're A, doing things for yourself, which is vital. I think people need to do that a lot more, mm-hmm. um, particularly if they're not as fortunate um, as others might be in terms of how much they enjoy their job or how much they love their job. So you know, if you hate your job, then it's even more important to do something that you love. You love for yourself just for your sanity. But then the other part of that is the fact that you you're ultimately avoiding burnout, because what you see you to uh, you know what do you see you to other people or to yourself. If you're so stressed and busy and exhausted that you can't do anything, you know, like your best isn't going to be good enough for anyone. And it's really important to like take a step back and recognize that in yourself. And one of the things I've definitely learned this year is that um, there's a phrase that really resonated with me and that's um, not setting yourself on fire to keep other people warm so i think that kind of applies to like you know not just professional situations but personal situations as well like how you deal with your friends and family and in romantic relationships and everything you can't keep giving parts of yourself to other people otherwise you're just going to end up without anything
0: (laughs) wow i really resonate well with that that's very powerful in fact Maybe we should make that a T-shirt. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> that's a really, really good one, and and I I think that hits close to home for me because I feel like that's what I do. I, I I know for a fact that most of the people that I surround myself with really feed off of off of my energy. And do you know what it feels like when people say to me, Josh, oh, what, what what's wrong? You you're not as you're not as uh, something wrong, or you're not feeling like feeling good or whatever and I'm like no I'm just exhausted it's okay to be exhausted because I don't I I don't have to always be the person that gives the energy all the time and and the reason why I think it was important for me to scale back my sessions per day is because I give my energy and I give a hundred percent to every single person that I work with and so how many times can you deplete that that energy Mm. all day and it used to carry over into my relationships whether you know romantic relationships or just friendships in general and, and family relationships, it's every time I would try to spend time, quality time with someone other than work, I would find myself falling asleep. And that's not fair to those that I, that I spend my time with outside of work, it's just not fair. Mm. So, and then where's my me time, right? So if I have my work and then I have relationships outside of work, then there's no time left for me time except to sleep. <laughs> so anyway I think uh, hopefully this is a, a a good reminder for those that are listening to like take time for yourself for sure
1: yeah absolutely and I guess like one of the things that I've learned and I guess it's more applicable to like the end of the year because it's something that I've learned quite recently from the wellness course that I went on um, and that's how our behavior attracts treatment from other people so you know if we, think if we if we think that we're being treated badly by other people all the time actually it's our own attitude and behavior that attracts that that treatment so you know if other people are taking advantage of you or you know being unfair or unreasonable take a look at your own actions and your own behavior because that actually can be an indicator to other people Mm -hmm. so if you're not treating yourself with respect if you're not giving yourself any breaks or time to yourself that behavior kind of signals to other people that it's okay to do the same, so they yeah. can start taking advantage and crossing boundaries and asking too much of yourself.
0: Being good, much of you. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's something to be really mindful of. I
0: think. Uh, well said. I. I mean, I uh, just I get so excited each time we have moments like this because I see so much growth in you too. Um, <laughs> seriously, I mean, it's it's really cool because I think it's a way for, for me to kind of spew out some of the things I have hidden in my mind and body or whatever. And then, you know, next thing you know, you have something else that's coming up. And, and I've seen it, especially since that wellness retreat, it's been a real big shift in you, and that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if nothing else, another reason for people to maybe venture out and do things, and along those lines of venturing out, stepping out of the comfort zone, that's another way that I've, as of late, I've been deciding that it's also helped my quality of life by just saying no to certain things, which will free up more time to do other things. So yeah, <laughs> like I've, I mean, some of the recent things, um, I don't know, like I, um, friends have decided that they want to go rock climbing or they want to go to escape the room games or we, we decided to start up jiu-jitsu again. Um, and when I got, I guess the reason why I decided to start playing basketball on Thursdays is because I got asked, and I was like, well, why not? <laughs> and so, just little things like that. Um, trying to open up a little bit more, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I think that's a very good balancing act, um, and I think that's a very good point. Like, I, one summer I tried kind of, it was my first summer when I lived in New York for three months. Um, I tried having a summer of yes, where I tried saying yes to as many opportunities or um, occasions or things that came up as possible because my natural instinct might be to do what was safe and comfortable and maybe like stay in instead of going out for dinner or going to a party. So it was kind of like pushing myself to try and embrace these new opportunities. But then on the flip side, as we've kind of discussed, it's also really important to be able to say no. Mm. And I think... It's really like tapping into yourself and seeing if you are being authentic about it. Like if you don't want to go and do something, if you don't want to do someone a favor, or if you don't want to go to an event, kind of question yourself and say, do I actually need to? Because if you're going and you don't really want to be there, then you're not really good any good there anyway.
0: Absolutely. You're just stressing yourself out. You know what's what, what just popped in my head um, when when you said because I remember that that time when you were you were having that summer of yes. And I thought that was really cool. And, I, and it kind of uh, engaged me a little bit. Um, you know, just hearing you talk about it was kind of like, hmm, okay, that's a, really good, that's a really good idea. Because let's face it, I, we all bounce ideas off of each other, like all of us. Even people listening to this episode, they're going to start to maybe think a little differently. Um, but I even see saying no as still a part of saying yes. Because it, it's almost like allowing yourself to say yes, it's okay to say no, right? So I yeah. still look at that. And from a positive perspective, I still look at that as, as opening up. And for me, it's one of the hardest things to do is to say no. And then I had to look deep within myself and be very reflective of, upon myself going through all my health coaching criteria. It was like, dude, it's okay to tell someone no. Like, Like, just because you're supposed to or because you've always done it you don't have to do that anymore, just say no. <laughs> and, um, and and also, you know what else I found that was also a little like, why are you doing this, Josh? Is when I would say no, I always found myself having to have an explanation as to why, mm. right? And, and, exactly. and, and it's just like, why? Like, sometimes it's just okay to say no, <laughs> it really is. So I
1: think when you're a very giving person, which you obviously are, it's very unnatural, like, to say no to someone, like, because I definitely constantly feel the need to, like, you know, set myself on fire to keep other people warm, you know, doing everything I can for other people. Um, and so it, it can be very difficult to not do that. Yeah. But, yeah, it is important. And you don't have to justify it. Right. You just kind of have to, like, keep doing it when it feels right, and then it becomes second nature. You, you're not going to feel the guilt that is associated with saying no to someone.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, one of the first times that I actually, I, I really took to that what we just explained was uh, Roger, uh, Roger Waters. When we when we were on tour, I think we were in California, and he was telling me about an interview that he had or something. And and uh, you know, we have some very reflective moments. He's a very intelligent guy, and he mentioned something about a reporter. Uh, doing an interview with him, and they they were talking about parts of his show and about the the irony of modern day technology and and people coming to the shows and and trying to document everything on their phones but not really watching the show and experiencing the show, mm. and they were talking about this through the up through the uh, interview, and um, at the end very end of the interview everything was fine they finished and wrapped up and so the reporter I guess asked him hey do you mind if I take a selfie and he goes actually i do mind i don't want to and she kind of looked at him kind of like uh like you're joking right and he he just stood firm with it because he he thought to himself why just do this entire interview and then all of a sudden now do a selfie the exact opposite of what we just talked about and it's one Mm -hmm. of the things he doesn't like actually like i've seen him at shows when he's shaking people's hands at the end of the show people will be like they'll be on the front row and he's shaking people's hands, but then there are some people who are like, trying to do this whole self emotion, and he just bypasses them, because it's like, why? Why? Like, just experience the moment the way that, that it's normal, right? Like, uh, anyway, I just thought that was, for me, I took that information and thought, wow, it is actually okay to say no. (laughs) So, there you go. Absolutely, Yeah,
1: I think that's really important. So I guess, we've talked a lot about kind of, those kind of realizations that we've had, um how have you seen like if you compare yourself to the first time we recorded it and to now how do you think you've kind of changed and progressed with it like what have you taken from the podcast
0: that is a great question i would the first thing i would say is i've learned to slow down a bit and to think more about how i want to say things and and have prepared a little bit more, because let's face it, like a lot of this, I, I'd never take notes, which which I think is probably a big no-no in the world of podcasting. I think most people who do <laughs> podcasts take notes. In fact, you take notes and, and all these things. But I know for me, I, I want this to be as authentic as possible, and it's a little bit easier for me to recall things when I'm not looking at notes. Just This is just me personally. Mm. And so I remember the very first couple of times that we recorded, the first one was easy because it it was an interview of me, right? So it's just kind of me telling my story. And then the second one was me interviewing you, which I think was also pretty easy. But then after that, it was just this jumbled up like, oh, let's just get as much information out there as possible and hope that it's like really good information and people like it. To where now, I'm just like, look, people are going to take what they want from this (laughs) (laughs) and – I really just enjoy having a good conversation with Grace. And if people find that to be useful, then bravo. We have another good episode, right? (laughs) And then I think the other shift was being able to have people on the show and interview them so that neither one of us have to really give out all of the information that's within us, right? It's just kind of asking questions and genuinely being curious as to what the, the interview subject is, is bringing to the table. And mm. so I, I just think for me, like the pace and, um, and the flow, I think it now it's a better flow for me anyway, from my point of view. What, Absolutely. what about you? I,
1: like, I remember like the first episode and um, well, the first two episodes <laughs> <laughs> and I listened, I actually listened to my episode um, with one of my really good friends quite close to when it came out, and she just kind of spent the whole time laughing <laughs> because, I mean, obviously she found it hilarious that I was co-hosting a fitness podcast, um, but then also she just found it really funny me trying to be serious because, you know, she's known me for 11 years, so she she knows all my jokes and, and all, like, my Id- idiosyncrasies. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting, but I think comparing myself now to that grace I'm definitely a lot more confident with my thoughts and expressing what I think Mm -hmm. I think maybe earlier on I was very um what's the word I I didn't have any faith in what I had to say because at the beginning I was kind of like well I don't know anything about fitness Mm. like Josh is the guru here so I don't know if I have anything particularly like nuanced or insightful to contribute. Mm. So I'll just ask questions and like steer the conversation. But now I feel like I can really hold my own. Of um, and even though I'm not a professional, I still have valid thoughts, which is really cool. And that's something I can carry on to, into my everyday life.
0: Wow. I would say, Grace, that is what we call empowerment right? Like, honestly, like you, you have become empowered, I think, because that, I mean, I think that hits the nail on the head. When you go from not being sure to all of a sudden, yeah, like, you have moments where you're bringing things out of me that I wouldn't even, even expect. And it's like, okay, let me jot this down, because that's very well said, you know. (laughs) And so for people listening, like, take heed to that, because, there might be you might be feeling some certain way at your job and and i and i have to say especially females in this part in this time of everything that we're dealing with 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 the uh, you know the me too and and all these things like mm-hmm. i think this is a great time to speak up on like becoming more empowered because we all have a voice it's just and and sometimes even on this podcast, we might say things that's completely false or backwards or doesn't resonate with someone, but it doesn't matter as long as it comes from a place of confidence and an experience. Because at the end of the day, th- this is all experiential. This is things that like I experience, things that you experience. So who is who's to tell us that that's not right?
1: Mm, you know. So exactly.
0: Yeah. Anyway. I, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that's something that's very applicable to the workplace, and I think your point about it being particularly applicable to women. Is such a true one because I think not to generalize, but men and women do have different attitudes in the workplace, and I think something that I noticed when I worked at my at the agency in London before I moved to New York was that I found myself apologizing for my own opinions sometimes, hmm. or I'd, and it was crazy, and I talked to other female co-workers and they were like, "Yeah, I do exactly the same. I don't know why I'm apologizing before I make a statement or an wow. opinion." Wow. Um, And actually, I think a lot of the time, like what we don't realize is that everyone suffers from imposter syndrome. Like, you know, that feeling when you're like maybe speaking at an event or um, hosting a presentation or something and you have that little voice in your head that's kind of like, what am I doing here? I have no idea what I'm talking about. Why have I been given this responsibility? (laughs) But actually, like everyone, (laughs) everyone experiences that. And, you know, no one really has their shit completely together and no one is an absolute um, guru or you know knows everything there is about that job everyone's just doing the best they can
0: mm-hmm. absolutely so I think that's
1: yeah just as like a lesson for people I guess in terms of improving their quality of life it's just to kind of accept that and just let it go
0: right yeah I agree with you I mean I, I can recall many times that I've been thrown into situations where you know I was asked to speak and or demonstrate or do this or do that and it was just completely out of my comfort zone. Of course I, I went ahead and did it, but I did have those moments many times where I was like, I I, I remember one of the very first times that I did an event at Ursa, I H R S A. Ursa is, is a international um, fitness event basically and it's usually held on the on the west coast. And I believe this one was in San Francisco and it was the very first time that I did a um, sort of like a speaking engagement or speaking event. I was mic'd up to thousands of gym owners and fitness professionals around the world. And I was the one on stage with the mic and it was the first time I'd ever done it. And they're wanting me to demonstrate how the equipment works, but then also speak to everyone out there who's coming by every hour on the hour. To, to talk about why this is good and why people should listen to me. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but like you said, it's like at some point you have to realize that, well, everyone has this within them, right? So like these people that are that are here, if they're judging me, then that's not the reason for them to be here anyway. Like they should be focusing on the equipment because my goal is to show them how the equipment works, not what I know and how intelligent I am or how fit I am it's like let's let's do that so i was able to kind of direct the attention away from it being on me to being on the equipment and i think the same kind of happens in the fashion world you know it's like these models that i know that i work with they get nervous when they're on the on the runway and things like that because they're focusing on themselves when they should really be highlighting the clothes because that's what the designers want they just want mm. someone to look good in the clothes and that's it if they could make people faceless they would and in fact they probably have done that before <laughs> you know <laughs> but um i don't know i think this is just just something for people to kind of file in maybe in the back of their brain and just remember that we all go through the same things we're all human beings and mm. um just be confident just be confident in what you do and what you do know and your your experience whoever's listening to this your experience is your experience and yeah. that's it
1: and it's completely <laughs> valid and everyone should have faith in that. I think that's incredibly important. Like, Just because someone might know a bit more than you doesn't mean that your opinion or experience is not just as
0: valid. Bingo.
1: And I think you you kind of touched on it when you um, had your anecdote about saying no to people. Um, and um, oh, my mind's just gone blank. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah, about living in the moment um, and people taking selfies on their phone and everything. I think one of the things that I've kind of really focused on this year as a result of the podcast and then becoming confident, my own thoughts and opinions is just trying to be more present. Um, And that really has an incredible impact on your quality of life. Mm. Like doing this podcast, I've had to be completely present and switched on and focused on what another person is saying or what another two people are saying. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that has always terrified me, um, because I've had a bit of social anxiety over the years, is like holding a conversation with people And making small talk, like, I've never been particularly confident in that. But, you know, being forced to speak on a microphone for (laughs) 30 to 60 minutes each week really, like, teaches you how to do it and ask questions and respond to people. Um, So I think just in terms of another thing people can take away from this episode, maybe, is just put your phone away when you're having a conversation and really, really focus on being present. Mm. Like, if your mind is drifting while someone else is talking acknowledge it, bring your attention back, and just be invested, because I think it's a kind of respect that we all owe to each other.
0: I will, I will also add to that, because that's, that's a very good point. Um, that same thing has sort of happened within me as well with the conversations that I have with the people that I interact with on a daily basis, or just in general, right? And I've noticed more people saying, wow, you're such a good listener. And I think that comes be, comes about because of the practice with doing podcasts every week. And mm-hmm. you know, I need to listen to what you're saying so that I can come back with the right information or at least listen to your questions. But I also have to listen to what I'm saying so I don't get myself caught up in rambling, which we know I can do that, right? <laughs> but it's, it's, instead of just spewing out words, I need to make sure that it flows in a certain way. And, um, and I think that's also helped when I go to watch movies, when I go to read, which I've been reading more, um, when I go to comedy clubs like I, I really grasp what people are saying more frequently now. And, and speaking of the whole reading books, um, I, I may have mentioned this before but I've never been one to read books. Like I just, for whatever reason, since I was a little kid I thought that reading books were a waste of time and I thought it was like all right, well, I could just watch a movie on this and save myself a couple of hours, right? Because I can watch a movie in an hour and a half or two hours, but it's gonna take me a long time to read a book. And then I also look back on when I was in, in, in school, like in grade school and high school and things like that. I used to do the bare minimum on all my book assignments. And I would find myself just finding books that met the requirement for the amount of pages, but less about what I was interested in reading actually. And I think that's asked backwards. What I should have been doing is finding books that I am into, potentially, and then go from there. And Mm -hmm. so what I've started doing now is I've started reading more often, and I'm literally reading every single day. But then I found myself kind of getting caught up in only reading books on health and wellness, things that I can give back to people, until lately, right? I picked up a book (laughs) that I found out, there's a book that is basically within the top three book suggestions on most if not all the people that i look up to in this in this whole world basically like different entrepreneurs and different health gurus and different trainers and and just people that are very impactful in my life kind of as mentors all of these people list this book in their top five for sure and it's uh called primo levy's if this is a man and the truce so it's basically two books in one and for me, it's a book that has nothing to do with health and wellness or fitness. It's about the Holocaust and the different uh, interactions that went, went on throughout that time. And I can't put this thing down. Like I'm reading it every day. And I finally finished If This Is A Man. Now I'm starting on the truth. So for me, it's like, wow, I can grasp these stories and, and get caught up in the, the excitement of it so that I'm reading at every moment versus just taking in information from health and wellness about science and biology and, and, and the muscles and the bones and things like that, which is all still cool. I love reading that stuff too. But now I'm starting to read much faster and taking in information much better. So there you go. Yeah,
1: and I think that actually kind of connects very nicely to some, a piece of advice you kind of give on the regular, which is just to change things up. Yeah. And to you know challenge yourself and not get complacent in your routine. Yeah, like. If you only read a certain category of books, then go read a different category of book that you might never have considered before. Yeah. Do something new in your routine to, you know, change it up. That's true. things up.
0: That is so true. Um, yeah.
1: So I guess kind of, as we kind of head towards the final kind of section of our chat, maybe if we kind of look at more recent things. So obviously we've kind of gone through the early year, summer and the tour and like now you're back in New York and everything and obviously we've touched on a lot of things that we've changed recently but are there any other things that you've been doing to improve your quality of life that might be applicable for other people
0: yes so as of late um i have i still do the bulletproof coffee intermittent fasting throughout each day but i've been kind of tinkering around with changing it up and so like For instance, there might be days when I will go ahead and eat for breakfast, maybe have some eggs and avocado and spinach and things like that, particularly on the weekends because it is easier for me to do so because I'm not bound to like, I have to get to work at a certain time. Um, And then another thing is instead of always doing ghee or butter and MCT oil in my coffee, I've now every once in a while, I'll just have black coffee or I'll just go no coffee at all. And so I've tried to see what that has done to me in my body and my changes in my body. And I've noticed that I have leaned up a little bit. Now, some people will say, well, is that because you've become more active? You know, you did the marathon, you've been playing basketball twice a week now, which you weren't doing before. There is some truth to that. But Keep in mind, like I still basically eat the same and take in the same amount of calories and this and that. So I have added a bit more movement, maybe like one more day of movement uh, into my routine. Um, But these are some of the changes that I've seen. And so because of that, because I have seen that I've gotten a little bit more lean now, um, I decided to go ahead and do a photo shoot so that I can... um, update some of my images my hair has gotten longer Um, you know I needed some things to kind of to add into my website and and to uh, add to different articles that are being requested at the moment so this Mm -hmm. this was some of the things that I was playing around with okay if I am on tour and I have all this time should I add in more movement yes because I'm recovered well so good then should I change the way I'm eating yes take in some more carbs here and there uh, some healthy carbs like sweet potatoes and a little bit more rice and quinoa. So I've been doing that. And uh, Oh, and another thing you might find this interesting is I have toyed around with changing up my supplements almost completely. Mm. So I've been doing this thing called um, each day now I'm doing mass zymes, which is uh, a, a, sort of a probiotic um it's, there's two products actually, P3OM and Mass Zymes. Uh, maybe I'll take a photo and we can share that. Um, so I've added that because this basically helps the body to reabsorb or to absorb protein, amino acids, and uh, probiotics better. Uh, because it's cleaning up the gut and it's allowing me, like the protein that I do take in, it's allowing my body to utilize it better. Um, I also have started taking a different form of uh, curcumin or turmeric. And I I forget the name of, let me see if I have it in my bag here. Oh yeah, here it is. Um, It's called Micell Liposomal Curcumin Gold.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a tongue twister. Right,
0: yeah. And the the brand is called Thrive, Thrive, And it's made with ginger oil and DHA. And so basically, it's this product that that gets curcumin and turmeric into the body as a great anti-inflammatory agent. But because it's encased in certain fats and and, uh, micelles, it makes it much, much more highly absorbable. So Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm. So if I add that into my green juice and my red juice and my gold juice, which I do do, (laughs) there's there's these powders that I bring with me throughout my day. So all this being said, I know I'm kind of throwing a lot out there, but basically I've toyed around with maybe less supplements, maybe less pills and more juices in the form of powders like green juice and a red juice product by Organifi, uh, they also came out with this gold juice and it's amazing. Now I'm getting like, I think more supplements on a regular, but less in pill form, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's a really good change. I think, I think anything that's moving away from just taking pills for things is a good solution. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And what about you? Like, like what, what uh, like new additions lately or changes have you made that you can recall?
1: I don't know, I think the last couple of months since I've moved back to the UK have been difficult, or challenging, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the States I was in control of my complete like diet, or my diet, like what I was eating, how much I was working out. It was a lot easier because you know, I was kickboxing and my gym was around the corner, um, and you know my, my routine was basically my own, and moving back... Um, it's been a bit, yeah, it's been challenging because again, when I was moving back, I was in the best kind of physical condition of my life. Mm. Um, like I was so fit and healthy and it was fantastic and i was really happy with my body. Um, and obviously coming home, that's kind of put a bit of a spanner in the works just because, you know, I had to like wait to find a new gym and I found one that's quite close by, but now I'm not doing kickboxing because I haven't been able to find a place near me.
0: Uh. So that's
1: kind of not been given me the like intensity that I've needed and the, the structure. Um, and I guess working from home has been a big struggle as well because like I'm the first to put my hand up and say I don't have the self-discipline <laughs> to be able to just you know sit in my apartment all day and work. I just it's not a good way for me to work. So I guess those have been really big challenges. Um, one of the things I've had to learn is just to accept that I can't change my situation. You know, like, like, I can learn to adapt to it, but I just need to accept that I'm going through a temporary period of not being able to do everything I want to, or be as fit as I want to. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, because I'm not giving up on my goals, which is like a big kind of achievement for me. So instead of just kind of giving in and being like, oh, well, there's no point, I might as well give up. Right. I'm kind of accepting it as more of a pause, I guess. Um, and like today, for example, I tried going to a class um, at my gym and I don't really do classes usually but actually it was a really good change for me and it was like the level of intensity that I've been missing um, so I'm going to go to a lot more classes and have that as like a kickstarter to getting back in the groove of things again good so that's kind of been a big thing lately um, good yeah
0: <laughs> well no that's that's nice I mean maybe maybe I could help you be more accountable or maybe even our listeners can help kind of keep us both being a little bit more accountable. But that's good that you at least recognize it because that's, I'd say, more than half the battle, right? It's just recognizing yeah. that that you are in control and we are in control for the most part. And um, all we have to do sometimes is just get going. Just do it, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things I learned from like the wellness retreat that's obviously been so life-changing is just it's taking personal responsibility for yourself mm-hmm. and just being like, you know, I can complain about my situation or limitations and I could look for an easy way out or give up or want other people to sort things out for me or I can recognise that I'm the only one in control of my life Right. and it's my responsibility to do these things. So that's been quite an eye-opener, um, which has been great and the course was amazing. Um, but yeah, and I think those kind of like little lessons are things that I've been learning throughout the year and like I think one of the things we should definitely talk about is the positivity that we've been working on all year like you know simply doing our like moment of gratitude each week for the podcast has been incredible in terms of my outlook on life and just appreciating small things and taking the time to think in a really positive manner instead of kind of just focusing on like the negatives like oh someone like pushed in front of me on the subway today or it rained and like I was really hungry at lunch. Or, you know, <laughs> it's really easy to kind of let those little small things build up. Yeah. Um, And that just, it, it kind of poisons your life. Like why hold on to the negative when you can just be a bit freer and focus on the nice things.
0: <laughs> I a hundred percent agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. No, that's, it, it, this is, this is the point at which we all, I think, can make changes once we recognize where changes can be made and and then we also have to to admit to ourselves and be honest with ourselves and say that we we actually do want to change or need to change because it, it, it's like sometimes we get caught up i think people get caught up in like well this is just how it has to be this is just this it is what it is well it is what it is until you make a decision to change that right mm. so um So gratitude, yeah? yeah?
1: That's good. (laughs) So I think, I guess that kind of like brings us to the end because I know we're kind of running out of time now. Mm -hmm. But I guess if we could both maybe summarize the big things that we've learned, like kind of over the last year, because I know this is meant to be an episode about you know improving our quality of life. So if listeners had to take just a couple of things away from this episode, what would those things be?
0: Well, I would say some of the first things that come to my to my head are to give yourself me time quality me time and really embrace the the care -care, self-care self-love for yourself so that you can better Mm -hmm. uh, help others if that's if that's your calling so to speak right but Mm -hmm. we need to take care of ourselves get more massages, uh, eat like better food, go out for nice dinners. If you need to cook at home, if you want to go for walks, all of these things can be lumped into it because everybody's self care and self love and, and me time is going to be different. Of course. Um, Mm -hmm. I think another takeaway is don't be afraid to say no. While at the same time, don't be afraid to say yes to things that you wouldn't normally say yes to. Mm. I would also say, um, understand and try to identify changes that could be made within your life. Because I think my job as a trainer and as a health coach is to help people identify where they could make changes in their, in their regimen, in their lifestyle. So I think if we could also do that for ourselves, then it it would make my job even easier, right? Because, you know, people would know what they kind of need to work on and maybe not even need me because I'm actually fine Mm -hmm. with that. If I can help people quote-unquote graduate from being a a client of mine, then I've done my job, right? Like, I don't get upset if people are like, well, listen, I got this thing figured out now, so I don't really need you. Bravo, bravo. So Mm -hmm. those are maybe a couple things that come to my head. What about you? What are some other things people could do?
1: Um, I think... Yeah, there's a bit of overlap. I think having a general openness, so an openness to other people's experiences, opinions, thoughts, um, new opportunities, just ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Just being open and being honest with yourself as well. Um, I think your point about self care is so important. I think, I I mean, I always harp on about being kind to yourself, but I think you know that's one of the most important things that you need to do you need to, you know, give yourself a break and Mm -hmm. celebrate your achievements and don't beat yourself up too much about things that you fail at. Just, you know, be self-aware and learn from it. And I think that self-awareness is really, really important. I think it kind of ties into personal responsibility, like take a look at what you're doing, what your routine is. If you are failing at things, kind of ask yourself why, why is that happening and what can I do to change that? Um what else that was kind of it yeah and being positive i think yeah having having an appreciation for the small positive things in your life is really important um and i guess ultimately for listeners out there i think it's a really interesting and um useful exercise to maybe do what we've done in today's episode and to have a think back about your own year and what you might have learned from Because it's been really actually like talking through this Mm -hmm. on this spur of the moment conversation. It's been really enlightening for me. Um, And I'm sure it has been for you as well.
0: Absolutely. And
1: We don't always think about our year. Like a lot of the time when it gets to the end of the year, we just start looking ahead to what happens in the next year, like as a fresh new page. Yeah. But I think it's also really important to look and appreciate what we have achieved and what we've learned from the year.
0: Yeah, well said. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of golden nuggets we could take away from this episode. I hope everyone feels the same. And if, if not, my 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 thought of doing this podcast and doing what I do, if, if I can help one person change their thought and, and, and enhance their quality of life, then I've done my job. And I've, I've at least done that with you, and you've done that with me, so we, we've succeeded. Now, if we can just get everybody else to kind of jump on board, then well, I think we'll be really good. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Well, I guess that takes us to the end of the episode and to our, talking about positivity, um, our gratitude for the week.
0: Gratitude. So you want to go? I'll start. Okay.
1: Um, since we've been talking about the podcast so much, um, I really am truly grateful for having this opportunity to have a podcast, um, to be involved in a project. Um, like, talking through this has made me so aware of like all the positive things I've taken from it and how I've grown as a person. Um, in a way that I don't think I'd necessarily would have done by myself. So, yeah, I think I'm much more introspective. Um, I feel like I can be more insightful. And I feel like I'm much more empowered, as you pointed out. Amazing. So I think, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for.
0: Amazing. Um, for my gratefulness, I will say, maybe I'll throw a couple things in there, but um, I'm very, very grateful for those that are, that are in my life and have been put in my life that support the things that I do, but also are willing to tell me when, when things aren't, um, like people who are able to tell me things that it's not quite easy to tell me. Um, you know, like I don't need just yes men and yes women or yes people around me all the time. I need people that are willing to tell me the tough things, the things that are like, like, listen, I'm doing this out of love and this is going to help you. So Um, you know, I I am truly grateful for people that I really respect. People like my roommate and my family and my friends. And I mean, I have certain people around me that I think have kept me where I am today. Because otherwise, this world would be very lonely. Speaking of lonely, Mm -hmm. when you were talking about the very beginning of the episode, when you were first in New York City, it's a very lonely place. And I do have amazing friends back home. And fortunately, with technology, I can stay in touch with all of my friends and family back home but I also have some key people here you know many of my clients I really look up to and uh, I'm just very grateful to have these kind of people in my life that are willing to to tell me the things that I may not want to hear but I need to hear and so um, I, I think that's one of my bits of gratefulness yeah
1: that's very good cool Well, um, I think this has been a very good episode. Um, Listeners, it would be great to get your feedback, as always. And maybe if you could, like, email us or comment on social media or maybe give us a couple of insights to how your year has been um, and what you might have learned. And if any of this resonates with you, then let us know because we love to hear from you.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, until next time, we'll speak at you later.
1: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Simply Walk the Talk.
1: If you have any questions or comments, shout out to us on social media or email us at hello at simplywalkthetalk.com.
0: And if you liked this episode and it was helpful in any way, feel free to share. Thanks. Thanks.